Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. The following episode contains adult themes and simulated role-play violence. Listener discretion is advised. Sonic Realms. outside for a smoke. What? I'm going outside for a smoke. What? I'm going out. I'm going outside. side mirror beyond a visibly shaken Kurt who is still gripping the dashboard. Are there cameras? What about the cameras? They haven't seen us yet. Kurt climbs to the back of the van, covering his face with his hand to preserve his anonymity. I'm gonna open one of the doors and shoot at the camera. Ah, I didn't hit it. Knowing things will likely get hairy, Jet clears her mind and reaches out through the astral plane in an attempt to make contact with the fire spirit. Fire spirit, I'd like you to come to my realm, materialize and help me and my friends. And I would like you to cease defiling this realm with your presence. Jet looks like she's in a daze as she continues to negotiate with spirits. Pez, shaking off the impact of the crash, joins Kurt at the back of the van. I block my face with the hand holding the flashbang and take a shot at the camera. The shot fires wide. The orc under the van starts crawling out. Hey guys, uh, so the guy that we hit with the van, he's, um, he's not trapped under any of the tires. He's free under the van, under the thing. <clears throat> I don't know what you want to do about it. Let's just take care of the cameras if we can. I draw my Ruger and stay put in the driver's seat. Guys, I think the camera's too far to hit. I can take another shot at it, but... All right, let's try this again. The camera explodes into a shower of sparks. Ha! Talk about threading the needle. Beautiful. Very good, Kurt. That was a good shot. Good shot. I slapped Kurt on the back. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, yes. I'm going to get outside of the van and look under it. Under the van, Kurt sees his target crawling away from him and towards the alley. Looks like he's trying to escape into the alley, guys. Ooh, that's not good. Can you get him? I lay down, pointing underneath the van with my gun, and I shoot at the crawling guy. Yeah, I think he's taken care of. We can move on. Jet opens her eyes, her consciousness once again fully in the material realm. 
A bright flame erupts out of thin air in front of the van, and a bird-like phoenix coalesces into form. Draeger squints and shades his eyes, then looks to Jet, who is getting to her feet. He points from the bird to Jet, then back to the bird a few times, not knowing if he should be relieved or terrified. I look at Draeger and Hez, and then back at the bird. Sorry, I decided I needed to be part of the fight. As long as you feel like you can stand on two feet, you're welcome to join us. I move to the front of the van. I open the door and get out. I turn the keys and shut the van off. I look behind me, back through the windows of the van. I see the broken camera parts on the ground. I step outside of the van with my gun in my hand. I post up next to the bay door, gun ready. I run to the door and wait next to it, with my gun drawn and a flashbang in the other hand. Hey, before you guys go in guns blazing, I'm gonna check out and see if this dreck hole has anything we can use. I crawl to the dead guy on the ground and search him. Hey, if you could dig deep enough, maybe you can get that bullet back. <laughs> Kurt searches the body and finds a Colt America light pistol, a knife, and a Metalink comlink. I take the knife and the gun ammo. Nothing on him. I go up to the door closest to me. I decide to open the door. Phoenix, I want you to fly through. Destroy anyone in your path. Jet opens the door, and the spirit swoops in to wrap its wings around the nearest orc in the building. The phoenix glows white-hot as a short pillar of flame engulfs both of them. I watch my phoenix do its work. I don't look away. I smile. Another orc, wearing coveralls and holding a wrench, runs in the reception area. Before the orc can raise his wrench to throw, the phoenix closes the space and engulfs him in its wings. He bursts into flames. I say to the team, the fire spirit's in there, but I don't know if I should go in first. I'm hurt and I'm afraid I'll get hurt more. Hez enters the reception area. Stay back, Jet. Let the spirit handle this for you. We got this. I'll walk over to the door next to Hez and Jet and look inside. Inside the building, Draeger sees the phoenix hovering over one of two piles of ash. The room is hot with residual heat and lit up with an orange hue. A smell of cooked meat wafts through the doorway. Yeah, it's hot in there. Wow. Anybody else? Anybody else getting weirdly hungry right now? I'm kind of weirdly hungry right now. Uh, I crawl out from under the van and walk to the doorway. What did I miss? I look through the doorway. Holy shit, what is that? You're lucky you don't know, Kurt. I'm getting barbecue later. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'll find a barbecue place. I step inside and walk right up next to the flame bird. The phoenix eyes Draeger briefly before continuing to scan the room. I've been acknowledged. I walk into the room and ready myself by the next door with my gun in one hand and the flashbang in the other. I prepare to shoot anything that comes through the door. The glowing phoenix turns to look at Kurt as he enters the building, its eyes briefly glowing brighter. It then continues scanning the room. Oh man. All right, let's get this over with. I walk in and keep my distance from the flaming bird thing. There are only two doors in this room, and one looks like it leads to the reception room's desk area. The other door likely leads to the main chop shop floor. Kurt, Draeger, and Hez aim their pistols at the door as Jet approaches it. The Phoenix floats closer to her, raising the local temperature of the room. 
Everyone has a sweaty sheen that reflects the dancing flames of the Phoenix. Phoenix, I'm gonna open this door. I want you to destroy any enemies you find in there. Jet looks back at her teammates and sees that they're ready for anything. She opens the door. The Phoenix flies into the main chop shop area and sees an orc welding something inside of a car, oblivious to everything around him. As the Phoenix glides nearer to him, he looks up from behind a welding mask and drops his welding arc. He raises his hands as the bird opens its wings and engulfs him, once again glowing brightly from the white hot heat. The red hot welding mask falls atop a pile of glowing ashes. The bird then rotates to look at Jet. Its eyes glow white just before it disappears in a puff of smoke, back to the astral plane. I wipe the sweat from my brow, thanking the Phoenix for its service. The Phoenix is gone. It's done its duty. Ah, <sighs> I'm glad for that. I cover my face with my jacket, walking up to the cameras and shooting them point blank. No evidence, all right. No loose ends. No loose ends. I like shooting cameras. <laughs> You're good at it, too. Yeah, they don't move around a lot. Should we bring the van in and see what we're working with? Oh, yeah. For sure. Drager hits the bay door control, slowly opening it. I'll park the van inside. I go to the one unopened door and open it to make sure there's nothing behind it that can surprise us. Hez walks into the receptionist area, raises her gun, and opens the door. It's an empty bathroom. I holster my pistol and look at the receptionist's computer. I scan it for any icons that might be running silent. Hez scans the computer. She doesn't see anything running silent, nor does she find any hidden RFID chips. I unplug the computer and take it to the van. <sighs> Dreger has parked the van inside the chop shop. Hey, Dreger. Yeah? Is our guy still in the alley? Yeah. He's a mess over there. You might want to get that. All right. I'll go take care of that. I go outside to grab the body and bring it into the chop shop. I look around the garage for a broom. I start sweeping up those piles of ash towards the door. We weren't paid to clean this place. Well, who else is going to do it? You got another one of those fire spirits, Jet? <laughs> Somehow I feel like that would be an insult to the Phoenix. The Phoenix is not a maid. All right. Rabrat can do it. I check my newsfeed on the comm link. I want to make sure we're not wanted. The news feeds are quiet. She puts the comm link away and looks up at the van. I'm concerned that there's a tracker inside the crate. We should probably open it and check it out. Yeah, we haven't even looked inside yet. This is the whole deal. Hez climbs into the back of the van. I search the crate for RFID trackers. I see an icon running silent in the bottom of the crate. Uh, Hez, I know I say this a lot, but what does running silent mean? It means that an icon on the Matrix doesn't want to be seen and does its best to accomplish that goal. Why wouldn't it want to be seen? Well, maybe it's engaging in activities like we are. Anything that wants to be hidden for security, for nefarious reasons, even just for fun. Mm. Yeah. Dreger hops in the van with Hez to check out the crate. Espionage, you name it. Entertainment, even. Yeah. It all depends. But yeah, you could disappear. The Matrix is used for very varied reasons. Hez and Dreger pick up the crate and start moving it towards a table. I help to pry the lid off the crate. Whoa. 
All I see are dollar signs. We're gonna sell these, right? Do you think Rab Rat would take them? Yeah, he'll take them. Then yeah, we'll sell them. I start searching for the RFID chip. Pez finds the RFID chip at the bottom of the crate. I remove and destroy the RFID chip. Wait, wait, you guys. Will they, will they know the last known location of the RFID chip, like before it went dead? So maybe we should take the chip around the corner or plant it on something else? Plant it on something else. Throw it in a car. Put it in a barrel. Roll the barrel down an alley. I don't know. Do you think you could possibly slip it into some passerby's purse or person? I look at Kurt. Aren't you handy with this kind of thing? I think so. I'm good at getting Tabasco. <laughs> I remember. I trust you to do it. Um... Okay, uh, if you back me up. Sure. Oh yeah, let's go. We won't let anything happen to you. I take the RFID chip and I walk outside. I follow Kurt to keep an eye on him. I look at the street to see if there are any passersby. The only person on the street at this hour is a homeless man who looks inebriated. I start walking towards the homeless person. I cross the street and then walk behind the homeless guy. The homeless man doesn't seem to notice. I look around for anyone else. The streets are empty, save for Hez, who is watching from across the street. I nod approvingly. I walk up to the doorway and lean on it. Hey, Hez. Hez, what is, what is Kurt doing? Honestly, Drager, I am not sure. Who is that? He's a homeless man. All right, <clears throat> I guess we'll have to find out. I walk up to the homeless guy. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I found some stolen circuitry. Uh, I need to get rid of it. Uh, where? Do you know where I can where I can sell it? Oh, Kurt! He quickly turns around and reaches for something in his grimy trench coat. Uh. I get my gun ready. He may give us some trouble, Drager. Oh, oh, I know. It's 4 a.m. The dude's crazy. Hey, back off. I got a knife. I back up. Oh, is that a knife? He's got a knife. Oh, he's got a knife. <laughs> it's okay. Get it's okay. Um, Get out Look, look. I don't want any trouble, sir. Here, you can have this. And then I just hand him the RFID tracker, and I motion towards him. This is all I have. The voices say I shouldn't trust. The voices say I shouldn't trust. Get out of here. Get away from him, Kurt. I back away. From him against the, the building. Voices. It's okay. It's okay, sir. I don't want any trouble. This is all I have. The homeless man puts his knife away while backing up, looking around paranoidly. I also back away from the guy while eyeing him, and then I turn to start walking down the street. The homeless man turns and begins to quickly walk away from Kurt towards wherever he was going in the first place. I turn around to look in his direction. He's quickly walking away from Kurt, head down. I'm gonna attempt to sneak after him. Kurt, what are you doing? Hez, I gotta get rid of this RFID tracker. They'll find us. I turn to Drager. He's going to get himself killed. Well, yeah, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta try stuff sometimes. It's 3 a.m., there's nobody else around except you, me, him, and that guy. So, what are you gonna do? It's now or never. He's not a toddler, he's an elf. I lean up against the car and watch the show across the street. Kurt gets closer to the homeless man. Without warning, the man whips around and slashes at Kurt with his knife. (laughs) 
mastering and narration by Paul Greenleaf. Drager is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tommaso. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Joseph Carey. Special thanks to Taylor Briggs. Arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. Oh, you know, just put that review anywhere. That, that's great. You're great.